Friends, as we continue worshiping together this morning, please join me in your Bibles as we receive first these words from the 23rd Psalm, starting in the first verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths. And now receive these words taken from the gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter beginning in the 46th verse. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up. He is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, My teacher, let me see again. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Good morning. It is a blessing to be here to preach for you. It has been so long since I have stood right here and preached, and I'm so, I'm like really excited. It's great to see your faces. And thank you to all those who are watching online. I look forward to seeing your faces, and I'm glad you can see mine. Let's get into it. On this third week of our series and the Lord's Prayer, I didn't say this at the earlier service, but I say the Lord's Prayer every morning before I even open my eyes. As soon as I recognize that I'm no longer asleep, the words come out of my mouth. Uh, It is very centering to me. And so I'm so thankful that we were, when Ginger said we were doing this, I was really excited. I was like, that's my prayer, that's my prayer. So thank you so much, Pastor Ginger. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And this week, we go a little deeper. He restores my soul. God cares for our needs, gives us rest in beautiful pastures and beautiful waters. And this week, our soul gets the care of our shepherd. The soul of the writer of Psalm 23 is praising God for restoration. Well, what does restoration mean? Well, I'll tell you what Webster says restoration means. It is the action of returning something to a former owner, place, or condition. And when I heard the word restore, I immediately thought of my favorite channel on television, HGTV. Do you watch this? Property Brothers, Forever Home, that's my thing. And Love It or List It, 
I'm like invested. Are they going to buy a house or are they going to stay in this one? Is David going to find them a better place? I don't think he can. I root for David. He loses a lot. But if you've not watched Love It or List It, I promise you, it will not be a waste of your time. Because on these shows, it, is, it, it shows how homes are being restored. And, and I love the Property Brothers especially because uh, those twins, first, are cute. Second of all, they, are, they take such love and care in the restoration. It's not just simply knocking down walls and doing what they want to do. They look at the community homes, how long this home has been in their family, what, they choose, what are they looking to do as a family in this home? How are they seeing their lives going forward? They ask them questions. They take them to other houses. They say, what do you think about this floor? What do you think about this wall? Do you like this tile or do you want another tile? How is this going to go with the aesthetic of your life? And they ask these deep questions because when they restore it, they want it to be all that, that it was created to be. And so if it's a Victorian home, they wouldn't do something they would do in a mid-century um, home. I, don't, I can't believe I know that. Um, <laughs> but they really take the time to care about the restoration and care about the people who will be living in it because they understand that, that four walls are a house, but they're helping to make a home, a forever home. And I believe that's how God sees us, these creatures that God has created. When we, our soul needs restoring, God looks at, where do I want this person to go in the next four years, five years, 10 years? What are the plans that I have for this person? And God restores us based on the, the work that God has for us in our lives, who God is going to put in it, what communities God's going to put us in. Isn't God sweet? That's so very sweet of God. That God would think about how our restoration will affect the world. And so when I saw that, that uh, the scripture for, um, in our lectionary was the story of Bartimaeus, receiving his sight, I was like, God, thank you. This is awesome. Here is someone who is being restored. Now, I said this to the earlier um, service. I don't like calling him blind Bartimaeus. I don't like that. His mama didn't name him blind Bartimaeus. His mama named him Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. That's his name. He happens to be blind. And so we walk with him, and we see him sitting on the outskirts of town. And right away, I know that he's been pushed out of his community. He's been told to go somewhere. Just go. And isn't that what happens when persons who are in need, persons who are having hard times, because him being blind in this community means he can't work. It means that he has been labeled as have done something because unfortunately they believed that if you were blind or you were or you couldn't hear or something else, if something has happened to your physical body, you must have done something to deserve it. So he's blind. So he something he must have, you know, get away from us. Something's wrong with you. Stay out there. And I 
wish I could say in 2021 that we aren't like that anymore. But the truth is, we other people all the time and push them out into the margins and tell them something must be wrong with you because you're unhoused. Something must be wrong with you because you are facing an addiction. Something must be wrong with you because, because, because. And so that's the story. That's what Bartimaeus is experiencing. But here comes Jesus with his crew. Everybody knows Jesus can do things, so they're following him. And as he's coming out of the city, Bartimaeus finds out he's there. Now, I don't know how he found that out, but good on Bartimaeus for figuring that out. And he starts yelling at the top of his lungs, Jesus, son of David, help me, help me, help me. And of course, the people are telling him, be quiet, shut up, don't say that, just, you know, just stay silent. We've already labeled you, stay silent. Meanwhile, God has a plan for Bartimaeus, for healing, for restoration. And so Jesus hears him and says, come, come this way, come, come over here. I don't know how he got there, but good on Bartimaeus. And so the people say, well, he's heard you, so go over there. And he runs to Jesus and Jesus asks him, what can I do for you? How can I help you? He doesn't tell him what he needs. He asks Bartimaeus what he needs. He says, I need, I need my sight. I need to be able to see. I want to be back in community. I, I, I want to live the life that, that I know I'm going to, that I need sight to live. And Jesus grants him this and says, your faith has made you well. And he joined Jesus in the way. Well, what does this have to do with restoration? He's restored back into community. He's restored back into probably even his family. Even his family probably disowned him because he couldn't see. So what does that say for us? Here's the good news, friends. Are y'all ready for the good news? Some good news, okay? That God wants us to be restored. God wants you to have restoration. And you may say, Pastor Kelly, you don't know what is going on at my house. It's a lot, and it's been going on the whole pandemic. God wants you to have restoration. You don't know, Pastor Kelly, I am exhausted. I am tired. I don't even know my name most days. God wants you, is this camera on me? Good. God wants you to have restoration. The good shepherd wants to offer you restoration, wants to offer you healing. Now, just like HGTV, that means that God's going to have to walk around your house That means that God might open doors where you have things kind of closed off and you don't want anybody to see it. On Love It or List It, they walk in every room. And they see where you keep the junk. Everybody has a junk room. Come on. God may go into that junk room 
Be like, ooh, this room is busy. God may have to knock down some walls. Have you ever watched them with the big hammer? Slam into the wall and knock it down and say, well, this wall isn't holding up the house. We don't need it. It may be a wall that you put up. God may have to take it down. And it may happen quick, like sledgehammer quick. And so sometimes restoration means moving into spaces that you haven't been ready to move into, dealing with challenges that you've locked away. God's like, we got to open this door. And you're like, not that door. Mm-mm, don't do that. You want restoration? Yes. I'm going in this door then. Okay. It's ugly in there, God. Nothing I haven't seen before. So just be ready. I'm just, don't act like Pastor Kelly didn't tell you. I'm telling you that God may have to go in your garage. God may have to go in your basement. God may have to go in your attic. Whatever's up there. God's going to say, okay, we have to unpack these boxes. And you're like, oh, Lord, new. Things that have been hurting us and, and traumatizing us and challenging us for so long. Dealing with an addiction, God may have to go and find out how that all started. And you probably might not want to talk about that. But I want you to trust God. And trust that the people that God sends to be around you are going to hold you during the process. Because, you know, the Property Brothers don't just do it by themselves. They have a whole team of people that come in. And you see, and nobody, they don't talk. But they're doing the work. God's going to surround you with people like that who can help you get through the process of restoration. It might not happen like Bartimaeus. It might not just be like, God, this is what I want. Oh, okay. Bling. It might not happen like that. It might take some time and some patience and some tears and some joys. But God wants us to be restored. And how else does God help us? God helps us by bringing us into community. We see Bartimaeus is now in a new community. He walks with Jesus along the way. He got a whole new crew of people that he can, that can support him as he uses his eyes for the first time and starts to see and understand things as a sighted person. He's got a whole new community. And as the church, we're called to be that same community for people in 2021. For all those who the world has pushed out to the margins, the church, which we have definitely learned over the last 19 months, is not this building. This is a lovely building. It's beautiful. But this is not the church. This is just where the church meets. We are the church. And so we're called to be the community for those who have been pushed out into the margins of Jericho. We're called to do that. And so how do we do that? Not othering people because they don't look like us and they don't go to the same school as us and they don't work where we work. Not pushing people to the margins because of who they love or what color their skin is or, or how they are gendered. 
What does that look like? Respecting the humanity in every person. Every person. Because God made them, and so they're beautiful. And they need community. We need community. None of us gets through this life alone. Not a one of us. And so how would it have looked if Bartimaeus had a community? How would it have looked if the people who had pushed him out actually surrounded him and brought him into the center? And if they were the ones that said, what do you need? Jesus teaches us that's what we should be doing. What do you need? And then listening, not telling people what they need, but asking them what they need. And listening and responding to that need. And so the beauty of community in our restoration is that we're all being restored. There's nobody in here who's not being restored. There's no one who doesn't need restoration. If you're somebody who needs restoration, child, who don't need it, if you don't need restoration, then good for you. Congratulations. Tell Jesus I said, hey, when you get home, honey, and you sit next to him on the throne. But for the rest of us, the 99.9999999% of us, we're in the process of being restored. There's something in us that God wants to heal. There's something in us that God knows is hurting. And God knows exactly what we need, the people who we need, the way that God surrounds us with our foundry family. I mean, think about it. You're not sitting next to the person you're sitting next to by mistake or by happenstance. God knew you needed that community and surrounds us with them. And the last thing I would like to share with you, and this is, this is where the homework is. I gave the last group homework. I'm going to have to give you homework. It's just, you know, right? Here's, here's the question that I have to ask you. Jesus is standing in your face, and Jesus says, what do you need? What's your answer? No, what's the real answer? Not the answer that you would give out loud to us because it sounds nice. What's the real answer? What do you need? I'm challenging you to ask Jesus for it. Ask him. You might say, Pastor Kelly, what I need is just like, we're talking about Jesus here. Ask. Ask with boldness. Bartimaeus surely didn't have any questions. You didn't even see him stutter. I need, I need to see. Come on. I need to see Jesus. What do you need? You don't have to tell us. It ain't our business. Tell Jesus. Okay? That's your homework. To be honest with yourself about what you need, which sometimes can be kind of hard. And then saying, Jesus, this is what I need. I don't know where my kid is. I need, I need to find my kid. I, I'm, having, I'm having feelings that I don't know what to do with. 
I need you to help me sort it out. My spouse and I have been fighting the whole pandemonium. I need you to help us sort it out. We've tried our way. So can you do that? Can you ask with boldness for what you need? Now remember, I told you, it might be a process. When you ask Jesus for it, and Jesus says, okay, some shifting will have to occur. A change will occur. Do not be alarmed. Okay? But, but here, let me go back to my first point. God wants, the good shepherd wants you restored in your souls. That is the promise that Psalm 23 gives us. That is the promise. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. May it be so. Amen. Amen.